Rose Radio Show with Source. He tumbles it forward. It's going to be through. Source Jacobs, what a goal. And Tomo. Massive week in football. Massive show on Triple M. Good morning to you, Crows friends. This is the Crows Radio Show with Sauce and Tomo. We're here for the next hour. And if you miss any of it, you can get it on the listener app, L-I-S-T, and uh, 208 gains to his name. Three-time showdown medalist and just an all-around good man. Saucy, hello, brother. Uh, how are you, Tom? I'm very uh, very happy to be here on the Sunday morning. Yes. Got a about. huge show. Oh, my God. Doesn't, it, doesn't get much bigger. Uh, Josh Jenkins is going to join us next, and I'm looking forward to that conversation. This is a man... Underrated, in my opinion. Yeah, he had a uh, he had a fantastic career here at Adelaide. Uh, JJ, obviously, good things don't last forever, and nope. uh, he ended up getting traded to the Cats. But uh, his time here in Adelaide was obviously special. We look forward to asking him about that. Oh, mate, and and very very dominant in the front half there. So just looking at some of his stats that we were speaking about off air from 2014 to 2018, didn't yep. kick less than 40 goals. Incredible, which is pretty good. Doesn't get the kudos it probably deserves. No, mate. Uh, but he was a he was a star players for us, JJ, and uh, obviously one of my uh, my good mates, and yes. obviously two I see to my uh, my rock work over our time together. Oh god, I'm feeling a nice little ninety ten split with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thing we can say back in the he day, hated it. Oh, I loved it. So, <laughs> uh, and also we're going to relive the 2017 prelim final because we played the Cats last night. Yeah, it was, uh, another another big night and. Um, good. It's always good to reflect on these big moments. Mm. And obviously, I was fortunate enough to play in that. And uh, we also talk about the launching of our Indigenous Guernsey yeah. uh, last week. So we'll have Danielle Ponter on, obviously AFLW superstar yes. as well. So premiership player, highly decorated, and still so young. But uh, we'll have a chat to her about her auntie designing the Guernsey. That's just one of those. How are we going to fit it all in oh, in an hour? There's source. not enough time, Tom. <laughs> Let's get into it, mate. Time to get a man on that. Whoa, geez, it just took the piss at the front half there for a bit, didn't he, Saucy? He, he, he made me a better play because he actually hated playing ruck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this. <laughs> so he gave me as much ruck time as I wanted. 147 games to his name and 296 goals. Josh Jenkins joins us right now. JJ, you got us? I have got you, yes. Uh, Sam, I didn't I didn't give him enough of a chop out when he was getting beaten and then when he was when he was playing well, he didn't. He wanted nothing to do with me. <laughs> uh, it. Was a, it was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty uh, fun relationship. Uh, the old one-two punch, it, and it was a, it was a distant second. It worked, it worked well. It worked well for us. <laughs> uh, um, JJ, let's uh, reflect on your time at the Crows, mate. You were um, at the club for a good seven or eight years. How did you find it overall? Yeah, I mean, it was good. We won more games than we lost. So I think if you, if you want to work off that as a starting point, then um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good. I uh, rolled over to Adelaide, not or never having been to Adelaide, to be honest, uh, when I was shipped across from the Bombers. And, um, yeah, we was stuck around for eight years and played in uh, played in plenty of big games at Adelaide Oval and uh, and some big games interstate as well. So, yeah, I had a, had a great time over there and got close to uh, got close to premiership success but uh, fell one game short. But um, all in all, yeah, had a great time as a, as a crow and um, still got a... Still got a place over there in Adelaide. Could be going on the market soon, boys, if you just want to get that. <laughs> yeah, we can, mate. We'll plug that. Otherwise, no, all good over there. Well, that sucks, mate. That means you're not coming back. I've always held hope you're going to come back. But, um, mate, we'll go back to that because 2012, you were on the list with Tippo. Um, when he left, yes. it was sort of the end of the world. It was when, when the big fella was gone. But created a great opportunity for yourself. You, you obviously played basketball in Queensland. You played one year at Essendon. That was one year on the Crows list. Did you just feel ready to go and I guess the opportunity was there to take? Um, not, oh, I don't know. Not really. I, I probably I probably played the first, you know, couple of years. I think everyone does. But the first couple of years, you know, not not necessarily 
sure whether I was going to be an AFL player or not. I was getting a game, but I wasn't certain that I was going to have a long career. And um, it was a bit of a whirlwind. And I was doing the basketball scene. Yeah. I was in Mount Gambia and I was in Townsville and Mackay. And then, you know, quickly found myself at the Bombers and then quickly found myself at Adelaide. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a – it was a good first year. I played uh, – I think I played 10 or 11 games in my first year. So that was a pretty good – Pretty good stepping stone, and then Kurt left, and uh, yeah, a, a spot opened up beautifully for me. So, um, yeah, I think early in my my time in Adelaide, that you know the, the the seas parted for me, and there was a spot there, and I probably played, I probably got twenty or thirty games at the start that that, that I probably may not have deserved, but clearly uh, Sando and Mark Bickley and a few others involved saw enough there, and I was able to persist and uh, and keep chipping away. Now you were we weren't having a joke. For about your ruck work or whatever, but I, th- I feel you had a really good balance in your game because you were you were pretty unique as a player that you had power and speed that not many others did, and I guess that's partly why we work so well in tandem because you were opposite to what I was. But did you feel the the your skill set actually complemented you know your role beautifully because your ability to get up forward, you could get up and down the ground. You were you know you were arguably the fastest bloke on our list at that time, and then. When you got into the ruck, you were able to cover the ground really well and actually get involved. And you know, you're, you're I guess you're more in that mould of that fourth midfielder as, as 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 so much a ruckman. But did you feel that all just sort of you know tied in well together? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm probably you know a couple of inches or at least an inch or so shorter than most of the rucks. And um, you know, there were teams that played two rucks, and I found it tough to to win too many hitouts. But um, I guess that just made the, the the next phase of the game all the more important. And uh, Matthew Clark and I, big Doc Clark and I used to sort of sit back, he used to have to wrestle me into the room to watch the vision, <laughs> when he finally got me in there, we used to just look at, you know, the, the hit out was irrelevant, and to be honest, and um, I'm sure we'll talk about it in a moment, the stuff I'm doing um, at the at the Cats yep. at the moment, you know, it's less about who wins the hit out and more about who, who does what afterwards, so um, yeah, I tried to focus on that, I guess I, I sort of, the, 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 the difference in um, the physical requirements of the roles was was probably as hard as anything. When you're playing as a forward, it's a lot more dynamic. It's you know 100 meter sprint, and you get a bit of a rest. Whereas in the ruck, as you know, Sam, it's it's pretty constant. You're always moving. You're doing yeah. a lot of wrestling, but you're always moving, and you're probably moving at just that slower speed. So the change in you know I guess the physical um, task of, of of the two roles was probably the hardest part. But certainly some games where you couldn't couldn't get much of a look at it in the forward line, it was a it was a really good relief to be able to go up in the ruck for three or four minutes, a quarter, and try and get involved that way. Before we get to your time at uh, Geelong there, JJ, I just want to touch on the, the forward line work that you had here at the Crows because it really started to click, especially with Tex and Eddie Betts. They must have been some special times in front of a packed house at Adelaide Oval. Yeah, I know yeah, about it. And you, you chuck, uh, he's not going to be happy. You won't hear it, but he, if he, he gets back to it on the podcast <laughs> or something, uh, Tommy Lynch's name's been left out. <laughs> oh, out, mate, so. he, yeah, he'll be there. He'll listen. <laughs> I've got to... Oh, it'd be filthy that he wasn't named first. But <laughs> you can chuck in, um, you can chuck in Charlie Cameron and Mitch McGovern, who yep. I know they moved on sort of midway through. Yeah. But you know, Charlie was, you know, at that time of his career, Charlie was probably our fifth, fifth in line in terms of the, I guess, the pecking order if you're forced yep. to, to to create one. And and it was obvious to me that he was going to turn into a superstar. He just had to sort of bide his time behind Eddie and. Um, and Mitch McGovern played some of his best footy, you know, in that forward line as well. And you had a couple of working bees like Riley Knight and Richie Douglas that sort of float around there, big source to try and make his way down and kick a goal, which didn't happen too often. But um, it was a really good because we're all so we're all so different. Like um, Tex and Lynchy like to play high up the ground. Eddie and I like to sort of play 
um, you know, sort of closer to goal or run back towards goal. And Mitch was, you know, jumping on packs and Charlie was doing his thing. So it was really good fun. And we had a really potent midfield and, and, and a halfback uh, group who, they like to zing the ball through the middle. So, yeah, we're high scoring, and it was a good team to be a part of. Uh, I look forward to sending Dougie this as well, just for his little clip for just being a role player as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, mate, let's move on uh, quickly. We won't hold you too long, but um, now what you're up to now, obviously killing it in the in the radio space, but also Geelong, you're a, a premiership ruck coach at, uh, at Geelong and doing fantastic <laughs> things down there. Yeah, I had to get a clearance to speak with you guys this morning. <laughs> well, so, that's good. Thank uh, you. I had to get a one-game clearance for the weekend, but... Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, I used to, I, I used to sort of think of coaching as a, as a, as a pain in the ass, to be honest, when, <laughs> when I was playing. But Lovely yeah, I just, I think with, um, when, when we're in the hub for two, for two years, and I wasn't playing senior footy, I was on the playing list, but I wasn't playing, and it's kind of forced to, um, to really, uh, well, I guess I opened my eyes to, to some of the young guys, and I could see a lot of young guys having their careers effectively taken away from them just because of COVID, because they weren't playing any games, they weren't getting an opportunity to, to come into the side. Geelong, of course, were, were playing in a, a grand final in yep. 2020 and a prelim in 21, so I kind of just naturally fell into it, and then um, it's been such a sort of a soft exit, and I'll exit the exit the um, the uh, the AFL at some point, whether it's next year or the year after, I'm not sure, but it's been a really good soft exit. It's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, it's a big shock to the system. You go from having everything done for you and uh, and and you know doing that AFL routine to doing basically or having no expectations and nothing to do. So it's been really good for me. And uh, they did, they did often say the pundits. So uh, they did say that Reece Stanley could never be a premiership ruckman. I get in there for a year and he's a premiership ruckman. <laughs> love so that. Coaching's, coaching's not very hard. <laughs> uh, JJ, we love your stuff. Thanks so much for your time on this Sunday morning on the Crows Radio Show, mate. Uh, pleasure. Thanks, guys. Anytime. Thanks, mate. Saucy, we played the Cats last night and uh, I don't know about you, but every time we front up against Geelong, always think about that great day in 2017. Absolutely, mate. It was a uh, oh, it was my biggest win of my career, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, massive night and you know what followed next was Disappointing loss, yes. but I still say the grand final was my be- favourite game I played in. Yeah, is that right? Oh, yep. It was a grand final. Yep. So you, you don't get that opportunity. Yes, it was disappointing to win, but only unfortunately one team can win every year, and we gave it our best shot. We didn't quite get it, but that, uh, that Friday night against Geelong, packed house at uh, Adelaide Oval, um, was uh, was a really special time and a game I really loved. Here's some of the best bits. Bits can't quite close. Blitzards, Taylor... Douglas did really well. Bits dangerous here. All very dangerous. Cameron first goal. First goal of the prelim. Yeah, that big body around the clearances will be handy. Bits. Oh, yeah. How's this? Can you believe this start? And a beautiful kick by Cameron, wasn't it? So here's Atkins sets it to 13 metres. Jacob Jeff. Source has got it. Sloan so took the mark, thought it might have been out. He bangs it in Walker's direction. Bets at the back. Eddie, Eddie held on to. Ball coming loose. Jenkins kicks the goal. Jenkins mops it up. Do you know what? They're on their way to the G. They're on their way to the G. Lynch did the boot smother then. His boot, I mean, to Jenkins. Jenkins to Betts. Betts, the little handball. Umpire almost got in the way. Jenkins finishes with it, and he's got three. And then Walker with that. Look at that kick. Kicked it about 70 metres. Cameron nearly, nearly. He's going to kick five. He's going to kick five. 
He has. He's been more than a handful. He's been the star of the night. It's been 19 long years, but Adelaide, Adelaide are in the grand final. Oh, how good. How good. Take two things out of that game, uh, Saucy. The first one, Charlie Cameron coming to life, yeah, kicking five, Unreal. was insane. And you sending in your own highlights. <laughs> I wish I could say it wasn't mine, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to own that, aren't I? <laughs> Source, because I had two packages and you say, play the second one. <laughs> Jacobs goes clunk at 30. You beauty. Source this, source that. <laughs> oh, man. Just even looking through some of the stats of this game. Yep. How, how's this from Brad Crouch? Okay. 29 touches, 10 tackles. Yep. It was huge. Absolutely yep. huge. And uh, and uh, Josh Jenkins, I know we just had him on before, but kick four himself. Yeah, we had the, the Sloan moment as well where him and Danger yep, collided uh, in front of the hill. Um, mm. It just when you when you hear those back, it just gives you the, the goosebumps and the smile because our team was just so electric. Yes, um, you know we scored so heavily through that year. You know JJ mentioned as well. You know I think we averaged something like 110 points a game, which yeah. is unheard of. And you just look at the firepower in that forward line; it was just absolutely outstanding. And there were so many weapons. And yep. then obviously through the midfield, we had guns. And um, mate, it was just a great time of 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 my career playing footy through that period. And it just, it just, yeah. Obviously, it. Uh, you probably hear the uh, the emotion in my voice. Like it does haunt me that we didn't win it mm. because it would have been so special for that group because we were super close as well. Mm. Um, obviously, disappointing end of the year. You know, Jakey Lever went, Charlie Cameron went, but through that period from probably 2014 to 2017, um, we were building and it was a bloody good time to play footy. Yeah, unbelievable. So I wasn't actually there that night, but I was two weeks earlier when you played GWS and the. That I just remember the the noise of that crowd and, yep. and Adelaide Oval does it better than anyone. As soon as you get a little bit of a steam up, the the the, the noise is deafening. It yeah. really is. Yeah, no, it's absolutely and, uh, mate, one of my greatest memories because obviously, I, well, not obviously, but I lost my brother two mm. weeks before that um, GWS yeah. game, and I remember towards the end of the last quarter, Pikey said like the runner come out and told me to come off and. I remember just getting a standing ovation as yeah. I was running off, and um, it was a really special moment because I, I got off and I went down. And I sat down. And I sat next to Brody Smith, who did his ACL that game. Yes. Um, it was just a really nice moment of, I guess, us two sort of comforting each yep. other. Um, and there's a really good photo of it getting around, but of of obviously he gone through the devastation of injury and potentially yeah. missing out of the grand final. Obviously me going through my own personal loss, but. Um, it was just such a, a special final series, and just to get that cream would have been fantastic, but unfortunately it didn't go our way. Very special and touching, mate. Saucy went one-on-one with Josh Worrell throughout the week at Westlakes, and here's how it went for Know Your Crow. All right, we're here today with Josh e. Worrell. Uh, we're going back to the segment Know Your Crow to learn a little bit more about them and a little bit more around what happens in the Crow's locker room. So... Woozer, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. No worries, mate. We'll uh, we'll get straight into it. What's your? Uh, oh, I just said it, but what's uh, your nickname and why? Uh just Woozle or was because yeah, my last name's Warren. Who came up with that? Um, I think Mixie actually came up with Woozle and that kind of stuck. But yeah, it was originally just was. That's good. Tex is uh, usually the one that gives out the nicknames <laughs> around the place. What's your coffee order? Ah, uh, just a skinny latte, one sugar. Skinny latte. Plenty of them get drunk, I'm sure. Uh, your favourite TV show? Oh, I don't have a lot. Probably, I'd probably Prison Break, pretty classic one. Yeah, you were young when that would have come. Yeah, I recently watched it. So yeah, nice. Uh, the most famous person you have met? Oh, geez, there's not. Don't say teammate. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, well, I might probably Matthew Lloyd. I guess. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. 
Lloydie's big, big time in Australia. <laughs> if you, you are a music head, I hear your music gets played a lot. What's the most played song on your playlist? Oh, probably Miss You by Oliver Tree. Yeah, nice. Very good. Uh, pre-game pump-up song? Oh, um, yeah, just I have a couple of SoundCloud tunes that I just yeah, nice. can't really remember what they're yep. called. Yeah, get jumping about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your favourite sport other than Aussie rules? Uh, probably cricket. Yeah, cricket. pretty classic one. one. The athlete you idolised growing up? James Heard. James Heard. Were you a Bombers man? Yeah, Bombers, Bombers man. man. Bombers man. The signature dish that you can cook? Um, good chilli con carne. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, very nice. I like the sound of that. Pre-game rituals or superstitions? Yeah, I've got a little superstition. Try and be last out of the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's a bit hard. Texas got the same one, so it's like an <laughs> What do you do there? Talk us through yeah, that. Yeah, it's a bit of an awkward like fight, like stand-upish <laughs> thing. Who's it, who's um out of the huddle last and yeah. whatnot? So, no, I think it gets me done. I just that, he just throws games played at me. That's funny because I like to be out early because I always think, oh, if you're last, you've got to catch up like. 40 metres at times because <laughs> you're so far behind yeah. where the boys just take off so I'm like no get out early uh, your favourite holiday destination Noosa Noosa nice describe yourself in three words um cheeky yep um confident yep and annoying <laughs> we like that perfect for a footy club <laughs> uh, locker room uh, what's the favourite way to spend a day off Oh, head into next gen in the morning and then go play a bit of golf. Pretty cruisy. How's your golf game? Not great. Not great. It's Not all right. great at all. Once you get once you've had ten or fifteen years in the AFL <laughs> system, you'll get better. Dogs or cats? Um, dogs. Dogs, good. Good. To you. Have you got one? Yeah, little golden retriever. Beautiful. Good dogs too. Yes. Uh, oh, you mentioned this one before. The AFL club supporter growing up was Essendon. Yep. What would you be doing if you weren't on an AFL list? Ah, oh, probably just carpenter. Carpenter. Like my Toyota brothers. Yeah. So. Yeah. You like being outdoors? Yeah, yeah, would hate to be in an office. Um, what's a skill that you would like to learn? Oh, what's a skill I'd love to learn? I don't know. I'd love, I'd love to be good at accounting, actually. Oh, yeah? Because yeah, my my, part, my um, partner's dad's an accountant, and yeah. he's loaded. So. Yeah. <laughs> good theory. And this one's not on here, but who's your favourite past number 24 player? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> oh, beautiful words. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. That's uh, Know Your Crow. Thank you. Time to get a two-time AFL Women's Premiership player on, Saucy. Can absolutely play the game. Don't worry and, about that. And talking about one of the, probably the, one of the best rounds, if not the best round in the uh, in the footy calendar. Yep, Indigenous sure. round. Yep, I love it. Danielle Ponta joins us. Danielle, good morning to you. Good morning. A very special moment for you this year, Danielle, with your auntie actually designing the Indigenous Guernsey for 2023. Must be very special. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, very special moment for me. Um, obviously, I'll talk about how that all sort of happened. But yeah, it was, um, you know, it was very special for me to finally meet my auntie and, you know, to have the opportunity that the club gave me to do that through, I mean, the round itself and um, all that, which is, yeah, it's amazing. And I'm very lucky that I'm in the position I am. Now, here is your auntie April talking about the Indigenous Guernsey that she designed. Well, I feel really proud proud of myself first because I you know did this painting it's you know look really bright on Kansi you know like for me I can see the Kansi and it straight away tells me there's a stories important stories that connected to you know players uh, you were just saying before there Danielle you actually uh, rekindled your relationship with your auntie <laughs> can you tell us about that place yeah of course I mean the guys at the club sort of came to me about a year ago and 
sort of mentioned if I knew anyone that, you know, was able to paint. And I'd said to them, I'd, I knew my auntie could, um, but I'd never actually met her. <laughs> um, so I said, that's an option. Um, and if we, you know, we don't have anyone else that comes forward, like, let's do it. Um, and then, yeah, it sort of went on from there and they were pretty keen to get her going. And I gave her a call, actually. It was the first time I've ever spoken to her. Wow. Gave her a call and, you know, said, um, you know, are you keen or interested in doing the design? And she said, yeah, I'll start painting straight away. And literally, like, in seven days, she was done. Like, it wow. was it was pretty amazing. It was on canvas, so there was no, like, digital editing. There was It was just whatever came out on the day or during that week was it. Um, and it's actually quite funny because then the club came back with like, you know, the briefings and all that of what they wanted to represent. And, you know, that's, that's what came from the players and what they wanted to represent. Yep. Um, and then when she did the painting in seven days, she sent it to me and she, I said, Oh, well, tell me the story. Tell me, you know, what's the meaning behind it. And she said, it's about connection. And I said, well, I don't want to say, um, it's like, you're taking the piss, like, are you for real? Because then the club came back to us and was like, this is what we want it to represent. And that was it. It was connection. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. So before they'd even sent that through and before I'd even told my auntie myself, she'd come up with this design that perfectly represented what we as players and as the club wanted. So it's actually, yeah, quite a funny story, but yeah. it's amazing how it all worked out. I, th I think uh, Indigenous Round and DP is the, the best part is obviously the connection and obviously the, the ability to tell stories. And I think that's one of the most fascinating parts through the two weeks that Indigenous Round is over now. Um, yeah. Can you just take us into, I guess, I guess the club coming to you and asking um, for you to do the design, how much does it mean to an Indigenous person to have the opportunity to be able to do this? Because I, I look at um, I look at not only you, we've had Ben Davis in the past and a lot yeah. of other Indigenous players design at Guernsey. It must be something that's really special for the family. Yeah, for sure. Um, to be asked to do it and, you know, to share a bit of my story with, you know, the guys that you work alongside every day and then to share that, you know, with the wider AFLW community is always... You know, very special thing to me. Um, and, yeah, it's just obviously you build stronger connections with the people around you because they understand you more. And it's amazing that, you know, that can do that through a piece of artwork and standing in front of a group of people and telling them about that. So I'm really fortunate to be in the position that I am and, you know, to be asked to be a part of this um, and then obviously to rebuild that, well, not rebuild, but build that connection with my auntie, which I haven't had. Um, yeah, it's obviously really special to me and to my and to my family as well. Mm. Oh, I think we're, we're I think we're very fortunate to have you at our club, DP. Not the other way around. Um, I guess the the fun part of it is now you get to see your Guernsey out there. So um, yeah. it's going to be played in the SANFL. We obviously launched the Guernsey last week, and it's going to be played uh, in the SANFL, and then obviously for Indigenous round as well going forward. Is that is that something? And I'm, I mean, you're you're probably going to have to wait the longest uh, with the <laughs> AFLW starting later on, but. Um, that must be one of the highlights is obviously seeing not only the, the boys running out into it, but the girls as well. And, and obviously you get to play in the Guernsey too. Yeah. And that's right. And it's represented in the design itself. You know, we at Adelaide football club, are all equal and to see, you know, both the men and women get the opportunity to wear this and myself, you know, it's, it's great to see and to be a part of, um, but yeah, it's been a lot of time and a lot of effort. That's, gone through this you know to be able to get it to where it is now the whole process is um takes quite a bit of time so to finally see the final product and to have the boys and the girls running out in it will be um yeah very special to me and i can't wait to sit there and watch it all happen 
Yeah, it'll be brilliant, Danielle. Don't worry about that. Now, what about the girls? What's what's the story here? We're uh, ready to start pre-season soon. You must be pumped for the season that's coming up ahead. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I have recently just moved to Adelaide uh, about three weeks ago. So I am amongst it all, which has been great. But yep. obviously, we haven't started pre-season. Yes. But we still have some very solid numbers coming out to our optional sessions that we are running here at the club three days a week. Good wording. Optional. <laughs> yep. um, but you know you know what they say, if you don't do any work before pre-season, you're already behind. So mm, yep. it's more about compulsory, but the girls are like loving it and I don't think we've really had much time off. I think the girls actually struggled to have those compulsory rest weeks that we needed after the season because we just wanted to crack straight back in. Um, but yeah, we're getting great numbers at um, these sessions and then We'll start it all next month and get going from there. But, yeah, we're looking pretty good at the moment. Is that the old optional training session, but you wouldn't want to miss it, Saucy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, don't feel you have to come to it, but, yeah. you know, if you don't, yeah, just, you're come, in trouble. just come to it. <laughs> yeah. uh, DP, thanks so much for jumping Thank on you, board. Thank uh, Jumping on board the Crows Radio Show. Really appreciate your time. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. The Crows Radio Show done and dusted for another Sunday helping and I tell you what, there's airborne, and just be- uh, above that is Sam Jacobs. Well done, mate, again. <laughs> I'm exhausted after that massive show, Tom. That was a, uh, that was a really good one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was way up there. How good it was to have Danielle Ponter on as well. And that story uh, about Arani yeah. designing the Indigenous Guernsey, it's uh, a peek behind the curtains and a privilege to hear. No, it is. It's, um, and, and as we spoke about, the connection and the storytelling is what, uh, what stands above everything else in the Indigenous round. And um, she's a superstar herself, oh, yeah. DP. We're mm. uh, we're very fortunate to have her, mm. not the other way around. Um, but no, nah, huge show. Obviously, JJ, bit of fun with Joshy Worrell. That was yes. good for a bit of a laugh. Get to know him and and the boys a bit more as well. Yep. And then also the 2017 prelim where you brought in your own highlights. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could deny that. <laughs> See you next Sunday from nine o'clock, brother.